This episode is sponsored by Free Market Kids. Join the league of families who are transforming family time into unforgettable Bitcoin learning experiences. With our Hoddle Up Bitcoin mining board game, you're not just playing. You're building bridges, creating memories, and unlocking the brilliance of the future one block at a time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Orange Hatter. Today, you'll be listening in to my conversation with Ella. She is a college student and has a fascinating story to share. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Ella, to Orange Hatter. I am so happy to be chatting with you. I'm going to jump right into my typical first question for all my guests. How did you hear about Bitcoin and, and when? Sounds great. Well, first, Ali, thank you so much for having me. I first learned about Bitcoin when I was, I think it was either the end of my junior year or beginning of my senior year of high school. So that was 2020, 2021. And I just learned about blockchain. I didn't know what Bitcoin was at first. I was taking a class on blockchain in my high school. And then um, I eventually found the Gary Gensler on MIT OpenCourseWare on blockchain and money. And so, you know, I learned about, I had to do presentations on Cardano and Ethereum. And of course, Bitcoin was in there as well. But I, I didn't I didn't understand or appreciate Bitcoin for what it was, which I, I think is a good thing because then I now really understand and appreciate Bitcoin. Um, so yeah, I, I was just learning about it. And I was also starting my first job where I got a real paycheck. And so my parents sat down with me and said, okay, you know, Ella, you should think about saving for, you know, the future, you know, this is your money, but we want to make sure you can take care of yourself. So let's set up a brokerage account. Let's set up a Roth IRA. And I said, okay, great. And then, you know, what am I going to invest in? And I was learning about blockchain. My mom was as well. And we kind of came to the question of how do we buy blockchain? And then, you know, bought Ethereum, Cardano, Bitcoin, and then you just learn more about Bitcoin and you fall down the rabbit hole and now Bitcoin only. So you bought Ethereum, Cardano, and Bitcoin. Why did you eventually only end in Bitcoin? Were you reading up a lot or were you just watching the price rise and fall? Yes. Um, and it's funny because I, I still have the scratch paper when I was trying to decide how much I was going to allocate to Bitcoin versus the others. And sadly, it was not majority Bitcoin. <laughs> but I it wasn't price. I actually bought Bitcoin at the I bought Bitcoin at the all-time high. I looked back and I still proudly hodled that, never sold it. So when it crashed, or not crashed, but when it significantly declined in price, I didn't go and sell it and say, okay, I'm going to buy more Ethereum. So it was never really priced for me. It was just learning about Bitcoin, reading, you know, all the, the typical books, Bitcoin Standard, listening to podcasts. And then I think the big moment was going to the Oslo Freedom Forum and really seeing the values that Bitcoin is aligned with what it does for humanity, that, that that aspect of Bitcoin, I think is what really kind of captured me. So not money, but of course, how it, the effects of sound money, how it's changing our time preferences. And we can talk about that more also, but it was the human aspect and just the values of Bitcoin versus fiat, um, the dollar or other cryptocurrencies. 
Okay, so the human aspect and the freedom aspect. Can you expand a little bit more with maybe specific examples that you remember that you read that made a difference for you? Yes. So I, we, my mom and I both went to the Oslo Freedom Forum last summer, and we really went for the Bitcoin track. But now looking back, we both said it was everything else that was happening in that space that we were really so grateful that we went because, you know, embarrassed to admit, but I really had no idea what was happening in many other parts of the world. Um, I had studied abroad in China, so I knew the situation with Uyghurs and I knew some of what they discussed at the conference, but I had no idea about the Belarusian activists using Bitcoin to fund their political campaigns or just, I mean, um, in, I think it was Costa Rica, it was happening also, Venezuela, just El Salvador, all the places where they don't have sound money, where they don't have access to the financial system. Only two thirds of the world is banked. So I kind of think about our world is operating at, you know, max two thirds capacity. We're missing out on a whole third of people. So I hope those are some specific examples for you. But though all of those stories that we heard over the course of the, the time, there's really what spoke to us. So what did you do differently when you came back from that? It's, I wish I, I journaled maybe, and so that I could really understand what I did differently. But in terms of how I want to move forward in my own life, I was very down the rabbit hole of AI and ethics and how do we code ethics into AI. So when I, I studied abroad in China, and when I went, I did not know any Chinese. I just accepted that I didn't know anything and that I would learn it when I was there. And so when I was learning the language, um, some of the characters, our teachers taught us that they literally kind of code ethics into the language. And so I was curious if you could do the same thing with AI, if you could code and ethically into computer language. And I now think maybe that's not possible, but that's really what I wanted to focus on. And now I've switched much more over to Bitcoin. How do I, I've taken so much from Bitcoin, all the learning, how do I now start giving? How do I now start um, focusing my energy and my time on Bitcoin? So I think just in the direction that my life goes, it's changed um, since the Oslo Freedom Forum. And then Bitcoin itself, you know, I, I, this is a quote from Eric Kaysen, but he said kind of the greatest wealth that you get from Bitcoin. It's not the monetary um, value. It's just the transformation of self and the knowledge that you acquire. So I've never had social media. I've never kind of been in that world, but I think Bitcoin just makes you hyper aware and focused of how you spend your time, what you consume, where you put your energy. And so just from a sense of self, I think, um, has grown and transformed because of Bitcoin. Um, so kind of life path and then on the daily basis has changed a lot. So you are a recent high school grad then if you were a junior or a junior in 2021? Um, no, I was a senior in 2021. Um, but yes, I'll be a junior now in college. In college. Okay. So you've never been on social media except for Twitter. Yes, it's the it's the news source that's in Noster now. So, but yeah, right. 
Um, but I think what you said really popped, jumped out at me, which is that it makes you very aware of how you're consuming your time. And I think that is a very, very big challenge for kids. I call you kids. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> All young people are kids to me. Um, but because my kid, you're about the same age as my kids. So it is such a huge challenge for them to separate themselves from their phone, even with the best intentions. And so I'm just curious, it's going to be a hard sell to people your age when you say, watch how you're consuming your time, especially with just mindlessly scrolling through YouTube shorts and TikTok videos and losing two, two hours at a time that they are never going to get back. So how do you address that with them? Yeah, so, um, and this maybe I'll, I'll touch on the low versus high time preference here because I, I think it, it kind of um, fits in right here. But the whole concept of Bitcoin, um, credit to say Fadina Moose for this, is that Bitcoin makes you low time preference. So you you have sound money. And so you're you know that in the future, your money will hold its value or increase in value. And so you're more inclined to cooperate or be peaceful or think positively about your future. Whereas right now, we live in a much more high time preference society where we don't expect our money to hold its value. In fact, we know it won't. That's why we invest in stocks and know oh, what, what should we save our money in. Um, we're less inclined to cooperate, think positively about the future. Um, so that's the society we live in now. And then if you think about um, Google, you know, it tells us how many milliseconds it took to get our response. Um, social media, the TikTok, Snapchat, everything is just instant. Um, there's no sense of delayed gratification there, which Bitcoin is all about the long-term gratification. So I think it's hard, the fact that society is not helping us. All of the platforms that we are on on a daily basis are high time preference. They're not low time preference focused. Um, but I give a lot of credit to Gen Z because I, I do, I've seen that a lot of my friends, they've been on social media. Um, but now they've, they're, honestly, a lot of them are getting off of it or they're just not using it. And so that's been a very interesting shift. Um, because when I was younger, you know, people would, text if they had a homework question or anything like that. And I, I got a phone much later compared to other friends, which very happy about not complaining about it. Um, the people would email me. And so everything has just changed, I think, within Gen, Gen Z or it's changing um, slowly. So I'm not entirely sure how to address it, I guess, is the short answer. Um, but I think it's happening somewhat naturally. People are just realizing. Um, and once enough people in your circle do it, your behaviors are more likely to change. So I wish I had a better answer for you on how to address it. Um, and maybe that's something for me to work on and, and figure out. Yeah, um, I definitely see an awakening happening. I just, it's it's tough. It's tough. Thank you for listening. Did you hear anything in our conversation today that you resonated with? Were you able to identify with some of the feelings that Ella had? If so, I would love to hear from you. Please send your questions or comments to my email, tali, T-A-L-I, at 
orangehatter.com. I would love to hear from you. Come back tomorrow and hear the rest of our conversation. Thank you. See you soon. Bye bye.